All right, everyone, welcome back to Minna Fandom, your favourite reaction show to the Kirk Minahan Show. I'm Minna's. I'm joined by a member of a, a rival podcast in the Miniverse, Andrew Augustus. Andrew, how are you? Good. From Kirking <laughs> off. Yeah, thanks for having me, Menners. I'm happy to be here. It's good to it's good to chat. Yeah, did you have to ask um, Buddy or BMD permission to come on this show? Or no, I just I just agreed to it. I said I'm going on with Menners, and that's going to be it. it. I mean, we don't we 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 love everybody. We like to hear all the stories, so it's more to share. They're already mad at that's me. Right. I blew my. Uh, I was supposed to tell my story with them, but then I told it on all aboard. So. They get a little mad about that. So they're used to me doing things like this. <laughs> I'm a lot, I'll actually let you talk in this podcast. I mean, what's the, what's the situation there? Like it, it's very buddy BMD heavy and not a lot of Andrew Augustus um, on the podcast anymore. What happened there? Nothing really happened. It was just they wanted to do it that way. I, I, I'm here listening and I put some questions here and there at times if, and I, I chime in, but more fun to me just to relax and listen really i knew above being like a justin so to speak and just <laughs> sitting in the background recording um two you know lovely guys but they're not the most talented individuals i mean don't you feel like that it's a bit of a waste of your time not at all i mean as kirk says i'm one of the most annoying people out there so it's less of me is probably better but i disagree with that i actually often agree with most of your opinions not all of them but i would say you know as far as ratios of other minna fans go i agree with most of what you say and um i think you'd add a lot to that show i think it's really silly that you're being wasted in the background while sort of bmd is well he's usually asleep for most of your shows and then buddy's a nice guy but you know he's you know there's a sort of ceiling there with skill level so I'm just wondering why you can't get more involved. I mean, I, I, if you listen tomorrow, we're going to be recording Thursday. So when you, when we record, there'll be, there'll be more of me on this one. So I can, I can promise you that for good news. <laughs> yeah. Look, I always listen to Kirking Offer. I really enjoy it. Um, it's fun to laugh at. Sometimes it's good to listen to shitty things and just sort of uh, make fun of it and stuff. So Kirking Off certainly fits that mold. Um, I, you know, it's good to have regular shows. Um, coming out about the Miniverse. I, I've always loved Minifan content, even going back to DEC days. Um, I did notice in the last show, though, that um, Killer Kowalski had a few shots at me. Um, I don't know if you remember, but he was he was pretty um, upset about my firing of John from Scranton from Men as Live producer. Yeah, I wasn't there for that one because I went to Spider-Man opening night, so I was out on I was out on the, that episode, so I missed I, I missed being able to ask the questions from it. I mean, that whole situation, it's, I come on the line of, at the end of the day, the only person re really responsible for content is Kirk and it's going to come from Kirk and it's going to come from the show. So it, it, there's a difference from Tim and Canton calling a radio station, making a prank call, trying to get the host to talk about Mike Geary getting a finger up his ass compared to reaching out to a, a legitimate lunatic. Uh, so, I I can't blame you uh, for what you it's your show your decision um, on that. But so. do you, do you you've you've kept across the news as well as any Minifan over the last eighteen months. You know you've done a fine job reporting on Minifan news. But the only legitimate Minifan reporter, as far as I'm concerned, and, and you know, despite John from Scranton being a really nice guy, he does 
like to have it both ways. And, you know, as I said, it wouldn't surprise me if in a week or two sneakers is on meeting of the minds and they're giggling about this whole thing. And I just think that constant, um, you know, sort of forgiving and reinforcing that it's a joke when it's not is is part of John's problem. And, look, I said it's not personal against him, but, you know, I think it's sullying men's lives image. It's, it's, I mean, it's your show. It's your call. I, I've every dealing I've had with John, he's a great guy. He's always been nice to me. He's a great guy. And I think, I think what it is, he's just trying to be, it's, it's, it's a lot like Colonine at times, just trying to please everybody. I, I mm. think it's what it is. And it's, and that's his personality and it works for him. So it's, if it's your show, I always say that I, I, on these situations, I always just take a step back and I'm just like, mm. guys, this is just a Minifan world. Like let's focus on the show. And like we were talking yeah. about when you were talking about Minifan content, even Kirk today, bringing up on the show, we used to get parody call like parody songs. So I'm hoping we get some more, like let's get the call. Let's get the parody songs back. Let's all start mm. working together and doing good things and not reaching out to crazy lunatics. Like there's gotta be some. Kill- yeah. And, and Killer Kowalski made some spurious allegations on Kirking Off. The first thing was he said Kirking Off's the best Minifan podcast. And I'm actually not going to argue with that. It's been going for a long time. Minifandom, is, look, I only just called it a name last week. Um, Red's come on as co-host. So, look, we're, we're on the rise, but uh, no problem with KK giving Kirking Off credit because uh, I know how hard it is to a regular show. So I will give Buddy and BMD uh, the fact that no matter how stoned, no matter how brain did they are, no matter how asleep they are, they still turn on the microphone. So credit to them. Um, but, you know, KK was saying, oh, I've, you know, I should look at myself because my shows keep changing. I've had no problems with myself. Men- Menace to Midnight was um, axed by Kirk because I made fun of the sponsors. Then I moved to Menace in the morning because I had to do pre-recorded shows. So I thought I'd try a morning show. And and you know, as a creator, Augusta, sometimes you just got to break ground. I wanted to be the first Minifan morning show. So I tried that. Then I went back to Menace Live because I was given the okay to go live again. Then Cullinane took over the network and has let it die. So it's got nothing to do with me. Men is live is ready to go. So I just annoyed that KK would say it's me. I think I've been really good to work with. And, um, you know, I think anybody that's been involved with my productions will say that. Yeah. It, and that's can come from your point of view on, it. and you're always at the end of the day, when you're a creator, you want to do what's best like for your show and things. And that's like, you, you'll see it on Kirk and off with points. Like, Sometimes we'll talk about having guests on and we like, like, oh, should we or shouldn't we? We've had those conversations back and forth. And then at the end of the day, like I always tell it, it's it's it is Buddy and BMD's show. So what they say is mm-hmm. goes, and I'm happy they brought me in and kind of like helped me introduce me into the Minute Fan world. I made some good friendships from it. And I'm always going to be grateful for that. But it's it's at the end of the day. I always listen to it. as I, I always just think of if you like it, do it. And if it's one of those things, like if you don't like it, then we're on the Internet. There's other things you can do. Why? Why waste the energy? Why waste the hate listening? I don't get that on on all spectrums of it. Mm, yeah, well, I don't know exactly what that means, but anyway. Um, look, <laughs> the, the point is, KK, it's not my problem. Fuck off. Um, you and John and all your little buddies can play slap and tickle, but I've actually been taking a bit of your role and I've been investigating what actually happened with Tibbets and who's to blame, and I've uncovered a revelation that um, – my understanding is sneakers basically acted alone. It had nothing to do with Manny or or Fez. That it was was all sneakers. He was the one that um, instigated the uh, interaction with Tibbets, and that um, you know Steve from Providence or Manny, whatever you want to call him, and Fez. Um, I don't think 
um, had anything to do with it. So I, I think they're guilty by association. But I think, again, it's that fuckhead um, Robert Downey, whatever his name is, Sneakers, who, who probably did it all on his own. So I hope at some stage the main show clears up that because I don't know if you've noticed, but the main show loves to throw allegations out there. But when it comes to clarifications, they're very lazy on it. It, it, it can come across like that. I can see how you can interpret it that way. Uh, I, I mean, I don't know what these revelations are. If Once I see them, I'll, I'll judge them for myself. Well, I just told you. I know, but, but you're saying, but like, what proves it though? Like you're saying you have this revelation that it was, Oh, Robert. Well, a, journal, a journalist doesn't reveal his sources, Andrew. Oh, you I know that. I mean, it's a it's a word okay. of mouth. Well, you are. I need to see proof too. I need to I see evidence. It, but if yeah. it's, if it is what you say, it's guilty by association. But I think everything really starting about like ten months ago. What was it like February, March, when everything kind of started riling up with like zonkers and this and that. When you when you get lumped into that group it's you're putting yourself in that situation to get lumped into it. So mm, yeah, it's a bit it, like John, it, it, it's, it's, it's one of those situations that you, you know what you're getting yourself into on each point. So it's, I, I, I feel bad about it. I mean, I also use my real name. So like the doxing, I, everyone gets all touchy about getting docs and I'm just, I'm always, I'm sitting over here. I'm like, oh, but you've I'm already been canceled, Andrew. We don't need to hear it again. So it's, it's, it's done. It. Not getting canceled but it's just in general like just be yourself and don't have to hide behind things if you're going to be a dick but but don't you think especially when steve was in charge of the show less so now because dave is a lot nicer but you know steve and kirk would just allege things on the main show about people and then never clarify whether that was true or not it was just you know some of it was serious so i you know i hope that if if it turns out that that Steve and, and Fez were innocent, that Kirk at least clarifies that because I know a lot of Minna fans think a lot less of Steve from Providence now because of his, um, you know, alleged involvement with this whole Tibbetts thing. So, you know, if he didn't do that, I think it's important that people know. Yeah. Like I say, if the, if the proof comes out that shows that it's just all this, then if it's just all wet, one individual, if it's just sneakers, fine great let's clear the names but in, in the meantime i think it's you wait and see until the names are cleared i i mean for wh whatever it is i it's i just i hope nothing like this ever happens again i think people can finally wisen up and be like hey we shouldn't like there's we're mina fans we've crossed lines before but we've never done anything that and it's I don't know. what do you think about red saying that um, perhaps the shows now and Kirk trying to maintain a lot more distance between the show and the Minna fans, and there's not as much Minna fan content or, or, or topics in the show. It's really a, a very big difference now. Yeah, and you can kind of hear it in their voices, like sounding having fun. Even the last two shows have felt like kind of the olden days where you're getting these random calls, the original Stacy from Madawaska call. You get the kind of flashbacks of that listening to it now. And I think it's probably I like on uh, Monday when they were taking calls, you could tell like after the first call, he's like, nope, this isn't it. Nope. And it's done, gone with. And maybe it could be. So do you think that's to do with Kirk's mental state? I was going to say it could be for mental reasons. And it, we could kind of see if, is it us that's driving him crazy? Which I wouldn't be shocked if it was. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just I've noticed that I think 
Kirk still listens to Minifan shows and all that kind of thing. But I just think they're trying now to go in a different direction. And maybe it's it's cleaner for Kirk if, you know, there's just a, a clear line between performer and audience. And I think also part of it, you could also think of the case could partially come into play for it because you think if someone you're going to go interview these people like a, a police officer or something or an official or any type of investigative thing, they are going to do a search on you. So maybe mm. that could have part to do with it, especially now that we know he's in the middle of whatever the next season is of the case. So maybe that could be also playing in a factor, like maybe keeping it, it, it kind of the topics are just, like nothing that's gonna get borderline. You're gonna see us in dead spin or whatever type mm, of situation. Yeah. Reacting, it's it's a great listen. I mean, I'm I'm having a blast listening to it. So it's whatever they're doing. It sounds like Kirkson having fun doing what they're doing now. And if that's the case, keep doing it. It's every episode. You'd be I'm great doing. on the case. You'd be great on the case with Kirk. Um, oh, get sick of me in two seconds. Yeah, but he gets sick of everybody. So he just <laughs> actually wants competent people, unlike. Justin and fucking who else? Anyway, um, look, so we're recording this, you know, late um, Boston time. It's it's a beautiful Wednesday afternoon in Sydney. It's about 20, 25 degrees Celsius. I don't know what that is in Fahrenheit. And beautiful sunny day. But you just went and saw Spider-Man. What is it? No Way Home? Is no that way what it's home. called? Yeah. And um, I saw it on the weekend and, you know, it was brought up on the main show. Kirk said it was fine. It was fun entertainment. I actually hated it. I almost walked out like three times. Why? Because I, I like um, Spider-Man um, and I think it's fun, but I just thought this one, they it was A, too long. It was half an hour too long. I thought they went way too serious. And I don't, I'm just going to put a spoiler in here. So if you haven't seen it and you don't want to spoil it forward, like 30 seconds or forward a minute to be safe but i just couldn't stand that the main plot device was spider-man kept letting the bad guys go like i just found that really annoying that they couldn't like, i would have preferred if they just escaped from jail and gone crazy than spider-man letting them go and then putting dr strange in some spell it just seemed lay, lazy writing i i can understand that i think if the way I, I walked out of it is if you were expecting this to like kind of further the MCU, because like with all the Disney plus shows and everything going on, you're going to be highly disappointed. It does nothing for that. Mm -hmm. It just muddies the water even more. But then if you, if you want like the true Spider-Man movie, it at least gives Peter, it gives everyone the first, the amazing Spider-Man and the first Spider-Man, that kind of story arc of him realizing he can't get everything he wants. So to protect the ones he loves, he needs to do his thing. Yeah, no. So it, it's it wasn't fun enough for me. Story was fine for that. But another spoiler, 30 seconds. I can save this whole movie, and no one's been able to answer this. As soon as Peter doesn't get into MIT, how come he doesn't call Pepper Potts? Like, the Stark Foundation gave how much to MIT? Mm. And anyone that's a shoe-in, it should be that. So this, this whole movie could have been avoided. Yeah, and like that being the the sort of plot protagonist, them not getting into uni. I just found the whole thing stupid. And look, I think of the Marvel movies a bit like I think of James Bond. You don't want to think about them too much. You just want to go in and have a good time. They're the sort of movies, if you do think about them too much, then you realize how absurd they are. So you're better off just kind of accepting everything. But I found it really hard to accept that. Maybe if I go back and watch it a second time, I'll just accept that, okay. The plot's bad, but 
it's fun because you know Toby Maguire was fun and that other uh, Andrew Garfield was fun. So um, yeah, no, it's I liked it. The fight scenes were great. There was a lot of good the action scenes. I liked all the fighting scenes. The strange mm-hmm. Spider Man fight scene. I liked that. It was it was cool cinematography for that. I liked it. I had fun. It's a oh, fun. Good. Show. I had fun. Good. All righty, let's keep going with show topics. Just a technical question. Do you have a mixer on your end? I do. What is it? It is the – I don't know. I got it for free from my old college radio station. Oh, fair enough. So I've noticed with StreamYard you're actually better off just not using a mixer on each end and plugging your USB mic straight into your computer because what, what it does is you'll see sometimes if we talk at the same time it doesn't work and – that's because StreamYard has its own mixer. So just if you want to know, in future, you get really good results with the USB mic straight into your computer for StreamYard. Um, Sounds yeah. good. I mean, just a, wait, bit, of just a you, bit of tech feedback. Yeah, but because but so if we talk at the same, see how we're talking at the same time, your mixer cuts one of us out, whereas on normal StreamYard, they'll just hear both of us shouting at each other. Yeah, and the other thing is also that works for us is that when I'm recording it, uh, we're recording all off of mine, so what's what they're not hearing that mixer interface for um for Kirk and off just because it's all going through my computer. Yeah, and also they they they're not witty enough to talk over each other. They're half asleep. There's like a minute between when one finishes talking and the other one talks. But so you just laugh then, and that won't come through because of your mixer. Um, oh no! I so maybe noise. I just, I chuckled to myself on that. I think we should. Uh, I think we should cut this whole thing and start again. Um, no, I'm joking. Um, alrighty. So show news. Show news. Um, we'll just sort of talk about Monday and Tuesday's show, kind of as as one. Um, so I mean, Tuesday's show started with a couple of Cullinane uh, errors. Firstly, it was very clear yesterday on Monday's show that Kirk said, I want to go live the next day. And I have to say, Steve Robinson would have picked up on that and he would be ready to go live the next day. He was very diligent. And I'm actually thinking the show is better with Cullinane, but Steve's a better producer. That's where I'm sort of landing on it right now. Um, But, yeah, I thought that was a big miss and then he was upset that they couldn't um, talk about the Wilbur News live on YouTube. Well, Cullinane, you fucked up. You were too busy probably, um, you know, thinking about what hits you were going to play the next morning. I mean, it's. I, I don't think anyone would disagree that technically Steve is a better producer than Colin. I think Dave would agree. Kirk would agree. Uh, it, it's clear cut. <laughs> but he did very clearly. I went back and listened to Monday's episode again to make sure. And he said, we will announce it live tomorrow. He he said, we will announce live. So Colin letting that slip through the cracks. But I, again, I have to give culinane some leeway here he he is also working on the case so there could be oh shut up oh, I'm no leeway allowed there's no oh. leeway allowed in minifandom. fandom that you can have leeway and kirking off when you're allowed to talk um so you're laughing and it's not coming through um not, I, i'm laughing to myself i don't laugh out loud i chuckle to myself you don't make any noise at all you I don't make any not. noise when you laugh I try not to because that's when i was working in politics how i could make fun of other people i could laugh during their speeches and not get caught Okay. And the other one was um, the, the beep that Cullinane put in Monday's show. So he put this very long beep in that just about burst my eardrums. And the thing is, he gave the most pathetic excuse. He goes to Kirk, I didn't want to censor anything. Um, putting a beep over something is censoring. So you could have literally 
cut that beep down to a couple of seconds. Do you think Kirk, who doesn't listen to the show, is going to get a beep from someone and go, oh, no, Carl, I thought that beep was going to be 30 seconds, but you only put a two-second beep in, so you're fired. I mean, that was the lamest excuse. Again, poor producing, somebody that should know better. Like, you can't – that. like, there is a physical response to bad noises that some people will just take take earphones out when, and that's it. And for it those was, listening, I took my earphones out. Visual gag. It was 21 seconds long. I did that because I screenshotted when the beep started and when it ended. It was that long. And the, my first thought was, I miss Steve's. All right, let's get to number 401. Hello? And it was right there. It was the initial, like, here's what we're doing, and then stop. But, yeah, there, there's no excuse for calling in for that one. I, I don't nope. I don't. There's cutting audio like Steve did, and then there's editing. <laughs> And that is a clear edit. Absolutely. It just blew my mind. I'm like, that was no, as a producer, no, 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 no. And and then poor excuse. Uh, Now, so let's, let's talk about the delay to the Wilbur. So a, a, obviously a big news. Kirk said he wants to delay it because of the vaccine mandate um, by mayor Wu in Boston. And, and look, I'm Australian. So I come up from a totally different perspective. Obviously we have a much different COVID response, but basically in Australia now, and in, in where I'm in New South Wales, we're, you know, we're 94% double vaxxed. So it's, it's a lot less of an issue here. There are vaccine passports and everything, but you know, you're looking at, you know, 94, 95% of the community that could go to the Wilbur. So it's a different situation. Um, but I I sort of agree with Kirk's thinking about delaying it. What do you think? I mean, it. you know, when people bought tickets, this was pre-COVID, it, obviously there's so many crazy right-wing fucking lunatic minifans that haven't got the vaccine that it would affect the audience. So I kind of agree with him, despite the fact that I think these lunatics should just get vaccinated. Yeah, it's uh, he handled it the best he could because he wants, uh, and you, they even said it on the show when we saw the inevitable tweet that came out about it. It's you're not going to be able to please everyone, and it's a smart move because I think those who have the tickets deserve that to go. You plan to go, you deserve every opportunity to go, and if you think there's going to be a better opportunity in June, I think that's what's going to be best for everyone. So that's fine. I think it was the right move. And I, even with the unvaccinations, I, I got, I'm where I agree with Kirk a hundred percent to the point of you, I, I got it. If you, you get, if you get it, you should get it. I think you should get it, but you shouldn't have to get it. The mandates I think are where are drawing a lot of like the ire of it because it's like, why do I have to do this? And you bring up every other side argument of this. Oh, cause of this. Oh, cause of this. I just, you get you get sick of listening to it back and forth, and that's why they don't talk about it on the show because it is boring and, and dry. But if if it gets more people to listen and more people who got that initial first ticket to go, then I think it's the right move. And hell, we might be going down to Mississippi, so <laughs> yeah. I'm excited to go to Mississippi. Absolutely. Um, just for a side note, in Australia or especially in New South Wales, what they did was just lock us up in lockdown and say, if you want to get out, get vaccinated. So I, I think there is a little bit of perhaps the left left in politics in the States trying to use these as um, motivation to get vaccinated. So if you're sitting on the fence and you want to go and see a show, you think, well, fuck, I want to go and see the show. I'll just get vaccinated. I mean, um, 
and what I'll just say is if, if someone who comes up to me and says, I don't trust that going in my body and I've seen you drink beer off a college floor, get the damn vaccine because that's a bullshit excuse. Oh, yeah, there's so many stupid idiots. I mean, you should all get vaccinated, you fucking morons. Um, righty, so I'm excited about the Wilbur being delayed because there's a good chance I could make it to the Wilbur. Um, I, I really want to go to one live event next year. When it becomes clearer what dates they are, I'll really put the planning. I love the idea of Mississippi, though, because, I mean, it, actually you can fly straight from Sydney to Dallas and then it's just a little flight to New Orleans. So it's, it's actually quicker than getting to Boston. Um, and then maybe I could go back with Kirk and you know, spend a week in studio with him. Um, that's kind of the plan. Uh, but if that doesn't work out, maybe, you know, the Wilbur show, maybe Socko. I mean, they all sound fantastic. What did they say today? They want to do four shows next About, year? Yeah, four shows. It'll be, they said, the April in Mississippi, June Wilbur, end of summer Socko, fall a small one. Yeah. Somewhere. So it's a, it's a any live show is a great live show. I haven't been to one yet. Uh, always busy and scheduled life coming in the way, but I'm excited to go to the Wilbur. I am definitely on the radar for Mississippi. I may have brought the idea up of getting married to my girlfriend, completely thinking it was going to be a shot down no, and she started asking questions. So I might have started a conversation I might regret. Well, you might get married in Magnolia. I, I floated it to her as a joke, and she's like, yeah, I'd do it. Because Kirk said Mike's no out. to the Mike thing, because Mike's I agree with that. Mike's fragile mental health should not be jeopardized by this wedding in, in Magnolia, because I could see this going so wrong that Mike and Alba break up, you know, Mike's in, a, Mike's in McLean's, Alba's back in Albania, and, and Kirk feels really guilty. Yeah, that would be a... Uh, I mean, and she's she she does bring up fair points about the privacy aspect. So I, I totally understand uh, that. So I don't know why my girlfriend would agree to it. But have you thought through the whole marriage thing? No. Yeah, I, mean, it, I, it's, it's, I wouldn't do I it. Uh, look, if, uh, for, I've been married for 20 years and I wouldn't recommend it. Put it that way. Would not uh, recommend uh, by menners. Okay. <laughs> I think, um, you know, if, if there was an optional like opt out after about seven to 10 years, that would be awesome. Like if it just lapsed, like if it wasn't for life, um, I think it'd be perfect. But every, it's like a contract renewable every seven to 10 years. You have to, like, yeah. yeah I mean, maybe your girlfriend's way better than my wife. So I, I don't know. But my wife was awesome when I married her and then, you know, have kids, get older, things change. So I don't know. I don't we know. just had dogs, and we're going to leave it at that. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's a, that might really help. That might really help. Um, what else happened? Oh, so yeah, they're the shows next year. Uh, oh, they Chris, Chris, it's it's been pretty much seen now as a resounding loss. I mean, it, the Monday Tuesday show was like a a sort of um, a eulogy for Quantum Week, Chris. It's. I'm very interested to see what happens with that whole quantum week because doing a pot, going to a movie theater every day is going to take a lot of time, stress. You're going to get tired out over time. He's going to get snippy with Carano. We already can tell that relationship's already on the rocks to begin with. Yeah. It's as I, I, I listen to quantum week, not regularly. I'll pop in when the movie I like, um, comes on but overall it's i'll pick in and out i mean i hope it's i hope it 
they stay together and it goes on because people like it and it's a, a good program. But I don't know. It's it seems like there's a lot of unknown factors coming up that I I think and even seeing Chris kind of even after his show after the show tweeting out the apology. And then even now, I think listening to it, it's going to be really interesting to see what he comes into on Wednesday's show. How is he going to respond to it? Because I think this this is really one of the first times he's coming in with his back up against the wall, like tail between his legs since like the beginning show. So this could be like kind of like a make or break moment, I think, going forward, because now baseball season's over. Carabas is always looming somewhere. Maybe he'll pop into the studio one day. Yeah. And then where does Chris see his that? And I think part of it could be now with Jared coming back. It's he's kind of felt like he's become that Friday chair. And now Jared was the Friday chair. Is he coming back? Is it going to get shuffled? It's there's a lot of moving pieces, I think. And it's I can see why you would take because even I I reread Justin's tweet. It was a little snarky, but the snarky, the Chris's response was definitely like, you could tell there was something to it. And then as Kirk said, like, why would you respond to like the 30 minute rant? It's yeah. I am. I like Chris. I like Chris on the show. He brings a fun dynamic and the knowledge, the movie knowledge when him and Kirk go back and forth, it's really makes it entertaining and listening. So I hope he rebounds from it, but I don't know. Yeah, you, it's hard to come back from losing to Justin. I will say that Justin is easy to trigger people because I know with me, like I helped Justin out with tons of stuff. We had a fairly good relationship. Even when he, you know, bounced Tim Ridgels and Madawaska Robs first all in the Minna family show, he cut it early. I was, I was trying to, you know, send him messages saying you made a big mistake, you got to sort this out, you know, Kirk's going to be pissed. You know, I, I was looking out for the kid. And then, you know, he just blocked me one day because I criticised the short reaction show. And, you know, I, I think I think Chris is right about Justin that he's, he's a bit of um, – I don't know, he's, since, you know, he's got a little bit of attention from that whole Julie DeCaro thing, that's probably where it started. Um, he's, he's got a bit of an inflated ego. And I, I think there is something to – not that I'm into levels, but I, I think Justin's a kid and – Chris is a lot older and a lot more experienced. I don't know if that's a level thing, but I, I think there is a difference there. It, I mean, there's that aspect, and that, but then Justin was technically part of the show longer, so he kind of has that history to it. I can see both angles from it. I mean, when when I heard he's coming back and doing and going to be doing his own thing, I, I wish him the best. I wish him all the success. I think it's it be, putting yourself in any type of public realm, you're going to be opening yourself to the internet and the internet fucking sucks. So I hope for his, for his sake that it keeps going and he keeps doing what's best for him. And, and I always laugh when people like I'm blocked by so many people and there's a couple I have never interacted with, but I've been blocked just because of one reason or another. So I kind of just sit back and laugh for, for each of their own, but it's, I, I can see why Justin would think he is. I don't even want to say there is no levels because basically there's Kirk and then the rest of us are just all underneath. Except I'll go Kirk is up top and then there's the menace. No, no, menace. Jared, Blind Mike, and that Cullinane. And then like you're coming in with Chris, Justin. Like that's the next little realm. Yeah. 
I so, love how you thought about this. I have not. I just made that up on the spot, but it's <laughs> it's that's 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 how I feel about it. That, there's the the unofficial Augustus levels of the Minifan world. Uh, actually, tomorrow on Minifandom, I'll be joined by Chris Clemmer, so we'll be able to chat about this stuff um, to the man himself. Last couple of issues. One thing I find so amusing, Andrew, is the thought of OJ Simpson's lawyer calling Dave Cullinane to ask to come on the KMS show and maybe get OJ on. Like you've got Dave Cullinane, this bumbling idiot, stumbling around his house probably trying to put three kids to bed with his wife screaming at him, and you've got this lunatic lawyer, Malcolm Laverne, hassling him to come back on Kirk's show. I mean, it, it, to me, that sums up the world. It's it's very 2021. If you're going to go out on 2021 on any note, it's OJ's lawyer, OJ Simpson's lawyer, calling a podcast in Massachusetts, his producer, to get him on the show for I know for, for why I, I I don't even like I did they mention him on the show for something and then I guess I don't well, know didn't he butt dial Cullinane recently or something yeah, and then he, he wants to get him back on and talk about his victory the parole victory for OJ I I I I think it would be entertaining but I know OJ would never come on because I know the first what do you think the first words out of Kirk's mouth are gonna be so did you yeah, like yeah. I think Kirk should do it just to do that. Just do that and then hang up. Like literally and, and just know make, he's going to get. That would make news all around the world on that one very easily. Absolutely. All righty, Andrew, anything else you want to add about the show before we wrap this up? I think I think I'd be, I would be, I'm curious if they take calls tomorrow because I know there's some things in the works. So I'm hoping they take some calls. They get oh, you some you, the callers have been. I know there's some secret little chat group that BMD is a part of where they, um, you know, talk about calls. So they got something planned. It's uh, we. There's people been working on things, and I think there's uh, they're dying to get. So, we're we're tired of calling other radio stations. Mm. I think that's the case. Uh, I didn't. I did notice Tim and Canton just released a new call-in compilation March this year. He's been doing a fantastic job with them. I know the main show is refusing to acknowledge um, the hours and hours of work Tim is putting into putting that together, but uh, great effort, and I thoroughly recommend them. They're really enjoyable. They're great mini episodes. Like Tim's cutting out all the crap. Yeah, it's it's what's best about it too is like he there's a couple of the bad ones in there and it gives you that like like we were talking about like what was it Mike was talking about is like all those bad ones and then you get that good one it just makes that good one that much better and that's why I, I always like the calls but if it's if the calls are, are gone it's I don't care the show's still fun and I love listening. Well, Andrew, thank you for joining me. I'm in a fandom. Great to have you on. Look, we'll definitely get you back on again if you're free and if you're allowed to by your kirking off overlords that won't even let you talk on their show. And we'll sort out this mixer thing. I apologize to the listeners because there's a bit of warbled sound. But, um, yeah, basically we stream out your best bet. Anybody listening, USB mic straight into your computer because what you're effectively doing is StreamYard is mixing it and then you're double mixing it in your end. And that's why you get the problems. Sounds good. I'll, I'll, I'll make sure I'll do that. 
Yeah, good. Great. All right. Well, thanks, everybody that listened. I'll be back with another episode. We've got um, Chris on there next week. Uh, while the main show's off, I'm going to talk to Tim in Canton and Red will be back. So lots of great podcast content coming. Uh, of course, listening to Kirking Off. Uh, hopefully, Andrew gets a shot at talking in the next episode. And, uh, yeah, peace out.